For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Monica Perez. Evil does seek to maintain power by suppressing the truth. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We just heard from the president about his proposal to end the government shutdown with a uh, variety of measures, including the wall that he wants, $5.7 billion, which is what he was asking for all along. But he's got some, uh, he was offering some concessions, not terribly new either, I think. Uh, Certainly some DACA relief is something he's proposed before. He, uh, if you want to respond to what he said, I want to have a conversation about this after the break. You can call 404-872-0750 or call me at 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. His uh, other, so basically he said he wants almost a billion dollars in urgent humanitarian assistance, almost a billion dollars in Drug detection technology at points or ports of entrance. Now, if that has any kind of biodetection data, I'd have to uh, capabilities. I wonder if it's more just about controlling all of us than just controlling drugs. I worry about that with the wall in general. Uh, He wants more border agents. He wants to reduce the backlog of court cases and a very big what's next immigration reform. He wants comprehensive immigration reform before he's gone. So let's do that. The calls after the break. 800 WSB Talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. No, never give up. Never surrender. On News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. Saturday is from 3 to 6 is my normal slot, but I move around uh, to make way for UGA Sports. Today I'm on till 5. And I moved around a little bit today to make way for President Trump's announcement on his proposal to get the government uh, completely open to end the government shutdown. I'm not sure there's anything terribly new in his proposal. He asked for $5.7 billion for a physical barrier, which is a wall. He asked for almost a billion in urgent humanitarian assistance, almost a billion in drug detection tech to secure ports of entry, more border agents reducing the backlog of cases in the courts, protecting migrant children. And he offered in return three years relief to 700,000 DACA recipients and three years relief to temporary uh, protection, protected status. Uh, And he did suggest comprehensive immigration reform, which you got to wonder what is really afoot there. But anyway, it looks like what he was what he was doing was really just making it clear where it stands negotiation wise. I'm not sure it's a negotiated position, but he's just thrown it out there and the Democrats have to respond. Now, I think I've always thought that 
they should have done it that way first. There are 12 appropriations bills. It's really correct for them to do them individually. They don't, but they should do each appropriation bill separately. 11 of them would get to Trump's desk for a signature. The 12th one, which is Department of Homeland Security, which controls the border and has the would be where the wall would be, has a $50 billion budget. Unless it is more than 90% already earmarked for specific purposes, they don't actually need this. He's just asking for an earmark for the wall. That's what this is. If they don't, if they have any discretionary income there, they could do it anyway. It's totally legal. Congress already passed the authorization for the wall. Uh, They should have just put those appropriations bills on his desk and he would have won in the end. Anyway, maybe that's why they didn't, but they could have shown that he was the one who was stonewalling. And that, I think, is what he is doing now. Let's take some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to go to Kim. Hi, Kim. You are on with Monica. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. I think Trump's speech was, I mean, he was using it to restate basically what's been on the table. I think those are all very reasonable offers. And I think, to me, and I want to know what you think, doesn't this sort of, by kind of putting it together in one big package in this speech that it sort of puts the Democrats in a corner now that people, I mean, it's really starting to affect a lot of the shutdown and stuff that, and it, I just think it puts them in a corner. What do you think? Yeah, it makes it, it certainly makes it crystal clear that they're saying no, their options then have to be a counter proposal. That's a compromised position or uh, a complete stonewalling, which means what are they really trying to get? It will expose them for not doing anything but being totally obstructionist. And I think right. that's what it makes what, them look bad. Yeah, that's what he's after. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what they do. And I think the next. Oh, I missed the next caller. But um, all right. Let me let me keep going with the calls. Thank you, Kim. I am going to go to Robert. Robert, you are on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Um, I love your show, by the way. Excellent. Um, uh, my idea, and I've never heard anybody else come up with this idea, but what if we just said, okay, you don't want to give us money for the wall. Uh, we'll just pay for it, whoever, whatever American citizen wants to donate money to build the wall can build the wall, and Trump could donate quite a bit of money since he's got a lot of money. I'm then- so glad you said it, put it just that way, Robert, because... My mother has been saying that for a while. And you said you never heard anybody say it. And I was telling Binkley, my producer here, <laughs> that my mother said that. And he told me there's a GoFundMe site for it. Isn't that oh, right, okay. Binkley? Isn't there a GoFundMe site? Yeah, they've uh, raised heard there like $20 million. Yeah, I guess but, they didn't make okay. it up. And I was thinking about it. And of 50 million voters, doesn't that mean $100 for anybody who voted for Trump, if they each sent 100 to that GoFundMe site, assuming the GoFundMe site is legit, they uh-huh. would, you know, they'd have the money. Right. Yeah. I guess I was doing the math a little differently. I thought there'd be about 100, yeah. 100 yeah, so million. That but, would work. Um, and and for, But, but for, Robert, the actual fact is that the Department of Homeland Security has a $50 billion budget. They could just uh-huh. build it. I don't know why, you know what I mean? If that, if yeah. they should just build it, it's already been authorized. There is, uh-huh. there is wall up there. So I don't know, but uh, we shall see. Thank you so much for the call, Robert. I am going to Tim. Tim, you are on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? 
Uh, I'm I'm fine. I listened to the president's address, and it's more of the same nonsense. I mean, if we all just sit down and, and let go of the politics for a minute, we'll understand that this wall is not a factor. This wall isn't going to change anything. And for him to hold the entire war, the entire United States hostage over over something that is it is of well, a non-factor. Let's it talk about it because I'm not I'm not conservative. I'm a libertarian, and libertarians can have legitimately differing views on how to handle immigration in a centrally controlled, unfree society like we have. In a free society, it's clear there's no you don't build a wall. But we have an unfree society, so libertarians can debate it. So you you say the wall is nonsense; it won't solve anything. Why? Okay, according to the, the to the actual government statistics. Last year, they stopped 400,000-something people at the southern border. Okay, that's a lot of people. Nearly 800,000 people came through illegal at the northern border. Um, the how many came through people, illegal on the southern border? So they stopped 400, but how many got through? Uh, uh, again, we can, we can assume that to be anything. But just like we can, if we're going to assume, okay, a billion got through, we can assume a billion got through that they didn't stop on the northern border. But that's my point. Uh, the vast majority of people who are in this country illegally are not people who came across on the southern border. Right. The vast majority of people here are people who overstayed their visa. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. we're going to be honest about the debate, if we're going to make these points honest points, then we should make them honest points and not try to vilify. And I'm not, and I'm not one of these open borders people. I'm a veteran. Uh, I'm a, you know, I, I, do, I try to live the right way. I try to do all the right things. But we need to be honest about what we're doing. And if we're going to try to make this wall about or, or try to have our entire government held hostage over this wall, then we at least need to be honest when we have the discussion. Yeah, so and what's it really about? throwing out all these BS numbers, it, it, we're not being honest about it. He's not being honest about but it. But what is the honest answer? Really, like, I'm... I want to know what you're because I, I agree like the way even the machinations are unfolding here, the fact that it's shut down. I just said at the beginning of this segment, they didn't need to do it this way. Congress could have passed 11 of the 12 appropriations bills. And then the 12th one, any way they passed it, she could have carved out five billion to build that wall because she's got a 50 billion dollar budget. So I agree. There's a lot of like theater here. But what do you think is really going on? The, when he made this speech today, some of the things he see it. Having more immigration, I mean, having more immigration judges at the border, having more live border patrol agents, having more more technology to help handle the border. Those are things that are practical. Those are the things that are tangible, and those are the things that that can make a difference. Those are the things. If if we were to to have people there, have people physically there to to deal with the issues that come, because I lived in Arizona, I went to school in Arizona, I know when people, the vast majority of people that come are people who get come across the border illegally and find border agents and turn themselves in. They're not being snuck across the border with mules, and that happens sometimes, but people cross the border, they find, and then they look for somewhere to turn themselves in. They turn themselves in, they go through the, through the process, and then they're, they're hoping to be released. That's the way the process works. If you had people actually there, if you had real, real processing centers there yeah. where you could process cases, where you had judges right. who could hear cases, you could adjust, adjust, adjudicate them in real time, as opposed to doing the catch and release thing or lying to people, talking about all of the, you know, all of the foolishness that they're doing to scare people into, into believing this wall is necessary. All right, so here's, uh, I'm with you in that I believe, I don't think the wall is really the answer or the problem or, or addresses the real problem. I look at, I'm a hardcore libertarian. I want every, I don't, I think the government works against us on purpose. I think there's no way for us to come together. That's my position. However, I cannot deny that, for example, 
the FAA air traffic control has a nearly perfect record for 10 years. They can make commercial U.S. jetliners are as close to perfect as anything could ever be in safety. And that is a government operation, I am loath to admit. But the yeah. reality is, if everybody's on the same page with the goal and the policies are clear, the government can make it work. So I think that with the resources, whatever it is, the reason it fails is that people aren't on the same page policy-wise. So that is what my problem has always been with the wall. Yeah, I mean, I believe in fences around private property, and if we're not allowed to have absolute control over our own private property, you push your, that fence is, is a proxy for a fence around your private property. I'm not saying it's inherently immoral. But it's not going to solve the problem if the policy is the issue because there are gates in those doors, in, the, in those walls. And what's happening in Europe has nothing to do with securing the borders. It's all about policy, which is just where we would be if the wall got built. That's why I, I'm with you in being skeptical that that's not the real issue. But, but why do you think they're doing uh, We have to take a break, so I'll give you 30 seconds to just say, what do you think is the true purpose of this theater that we're witnessing? The, the whole thing of, well, first of all, we know it's about, about his, his political campaign. We know it's about the promise that he made on the, uh, on the campaign trail. But somebody needs to be honest, even those people who, who are Trump supporters, and be honest and say, okay, I appreciate the symbolism of it, but the symbolism isn't the physical wall. We need to but, get past but the symbolism and start addressing things that are not physical. With this, is that the Democrats are also playing games. My, my producer, Bigley, here has got... So she... So they could... Uh, the wall was authorized by Congress. They really should fund it. And, and I have to take a break right now, but I am going to thank you so much for the call, Tim. We're going to keep uh, responding because Binkley's just dying to say, uh, to chime in on stuff that he's, that he thinks from the Democrat point of view. Thanks so much for the call, Tim. Uh, 800 WSB talk. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez. It's all real. Oh my God, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. That was a great call by Tim. And uh, I'm just going to let Binkley respond with one minute and I'm going to take another call. Pelosi rejected that before Trump even gave the speech. So this was about public perception. I think Trump is trying to signal to the public that the Dems are to blame if some sort of event that can be blamed on the government shutdown were to occur in the coming weeks. And you actually, you were noticing some weird things at the airport and surrounding the Super Bowl. Yeah. So be, be careful out there, Atlanta. That's all. Just be careful out there. I want to give uh, Maurice a chance. Maurice, are you on? Uh, can you hear me? It's Monica. Yes, I can. Right, hey. What you got? Um. Well, you know, I think that Trump has all along known he could build a wall, you know, via uh, a national emergency, et cetera, et cetera, and that there is funding within the military budget to do that. So uh, there's multiple reasons. You know, he's mostly doing this particular phase, it seems to me, to show that the Democrats are not on board with anything semi-rational. Um, and uh, But I, the other thing that's going on in terms of what I think he might be doing is that if the, the uh, you know, the shutdown lasts more than one day, 
they can start furloughing people. So basically, if this scenario is true, it could be used as a way to uh, reduce government and essentially get rid of people that Trump thinks are actually a thorn as opposed to a help. So are you saying that he wants, I, I'm not 100% sure I followed, that he wants this to be rejected so that we prove that the government can run with one arm tied behind its back? Well, uh, yeah, that's part of it. That's why he was talking about it being, uh, it doesn't care how long it lasts. But, I mean, the uh, he may actually use it because there is a legal thing that, uh, that designates that they can remove people after 30 days. Um, so he could actually use it as a house cleaning wow. measure. Um, they do have to notify them. Right. And I suspect they haven't notified them at the beginning of this. So it, this 30 days is coming up tomorrow or the next day or so. So he could send out notices to people at that point and then there would be some other duration i think so that might backfire though because all the remaining people well i mean i'm not sure people stay loyal like that but the word could go out to slow walk or whatever like they so some airports so all the airports that are federal some of them are totally fine and yeah. uh and some of them are complaining of problems why and i think that there's been suggestions that the that they're they're told to make it make the impact felt by the public and that there there could be some of that uh but Mm -hmm. you know we're um we're out of time so thank you for the call maurice i am we got to wrap it up i am back next week i wish i knew what time maybe binkley knows we're back next weekend and uh, if you do want to hear our shows uh, when I think it's four, I think we're back at four on next Saturday. Uh, if you want to hear our shows in the meanwhile, go to propagandareport.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. And you should be able to get most or all of our shows with a little blurb and all that. And uh, or you can go to iTunes for the Propaganda Report or Monica Perez show. Thank you so much and talk to you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.